0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another year of Mornings with Ron. I took a little break over the holidays just to try to rejuvenate a little bit. I missed being with all of you, and I certainly thank you for following the journey with me last year. I think we did close to 40 episodes of Mornings with Ron, and the feedback that I got from all of you was incredible, and this love and support that came from many people who listened to the podcast and told me what it was doing in their lives certainly encouraged me to continue these into 2020. So here we find ourselves in a brand new year. Heaven knows what's gonna happen this upcoming year, but um, I don't know about you, but I'm okay leaving 2019 behind and seeing what we can do with this brand new year that's uh, now come around the corner. I wanted to start this uh, year off uh, talking a little bit about self-doubt and how sometimes we think that we want to do something or believe we want to do something but self-doubt seems to raise its head and decide that it wants to tell us that we can't do what we're trying to do um I don't I'm not one of those I am one of those people that uh, just doesn't like the word no and if I hear it I like to try to find a way to yes but however my self doubt sometimes raises its head uh, and I have to fight it a little bit just as much as anyone else does you know Roy Bennett said don't be pushed around by the fears in your mind be led by the dreams in your heart and so I titled this message kick old self doubt to the curb In a recent podcast, I talked about self-doubt and how it likes to rear its ugly head anytime we find ourselves in a situation that's new or uncomfortable. we are in the middle of the unknown, the likelihood that we will not continue to pursue success or simply just give in is at its greatest point. The fear of failure often drives the chance for accomplishment, and it is in those moments where we give in that we miss out on one of life's opportunities to strengthen our foundation and build that stepping stone to the next accomplishment. Things that are familiar and routine are much easier to do, so we tend to do them more. They make us comfortable and have such a high chance of success that we often stick to those things that are known to us. However, doing so keeps us from being able to broaden our horizons and create new life experiences that help to make our lives full, exciting, and robust. Now, that doesn't mean that venturing into the unknown isn't scary or unnerving, It just means that we have to dig for that little extra bit of strength and stamina to see us through to completion. And once we are able to be successful, what a wonderful feeling it is. Have you ever always wanted to do something unusual? It has been in the back of your mind forever, yet you don't know even how to begin and know that many of the tasks involved are things that you're unfamiliar with. However, you embark on the journey anyway, and one by one, you discover that you have abilities inside you that you didn't even know that you had. Each task completion gives you the strength and confidence to move on to the next, and before you know it, you've completed that which you thought was impossible. These can involve major things in your life, or simple ones, but they all culminate to become a part of the true you and all that you are actually able to do. When our pool pump went out, my first inkling was to call the pool person and pay whatever it cost to have it replaced. Then I made the decision to do some research on pumps, watch some YouTube videos on installations, And step by step, I completed the replacement of the pump for half of what it would have cost to be installed. That gave me the confidence to tackle other tasks in my home that I never thought possible, and the money that I would have used for those things was able to be directed to others. I did that so many times that I'm now at the point that I believe I could tackle anything. Well, anything that doesn't have the risk of killing me, and usually I can be successful. When making decisions in our lives on the unknown, old self doubt is the first thing that wants to make its visit. It often keeps us from experiencing greater things that life has to offer, inhibits our self-confidence, and keeps life mundane. The more we step outside our box, and the more we expand life's horizons, the more we create that full and abundant life that keeps our soul nourished. Have you had a task lately that you think was out of your realm of capability? If you have, give self-doubt the boot, and I bet you can do more than you even realized. In fact, I know you can. How many of you are procrastinators? The things that we can do you know, right now that you just say, I'm going to get around to it at some point, or I'm not sure, or someday, or tomorrow, or perhaps, or not yet. I know sometimes I find myself doing that, and I created this next message called, Maybe the list aren't so bad because of the times that I've found myself procrastinating. And you ever wonder why we procrastinate? All the minutes we need to get something done are staring us right in the face. Yet for that moment, we just can't bring ourselves to start the task. I suspect that there are many reasons for that. It's a mundane task that we just don't like to do. It takes more effort than we have to exert at that particular moment. We get a better offer, and it's easier to lay that task to the side and get back to it later. Or maybe we just don't want to do it at all. No matter the decision, they all lead to one outcome. The task isn't done and it still occupies a place in our mind that could be free for something else, perhaps even something else enjoyable. I've always been one of those people that doesn't like to have a list of things in front of me that I need to accomplish. Seeing all those tasks uncompleted causes me angst that is far worse than just taking all the time that I need to get the task done. However, that's not necessarily healthy either. I miss social engagements, time with my family, hours of sleep and even more enjoyable alternatives because I can't seem to let a task wait until tomorrow. I often feel this innate need for perfection that drives me from one task to the next, and as I get older, it's become more obvious that I may not be making the best decisions. First of all, as we age, our bodies no longer have the capability to go as we did in our younger years. It begins to yell at us when we push it a little too hard, or to exert the kind of energy necessary to complete everything that needs to get done. I mean, heaven forbid we should catch the latest germ or cold that's going around, as it takes us twice as long to get over it because we aren't preserving the energy that we need just to exist. Secondly, as we've added more and more to our life responsibilities, there comes a point when something has to give. It becomes so important to prioritize the things that have to get done over the things that need to get done. Those lists that I detest all of a sudden have become necessary to be able to balance all that life throws at me. They're also the only way that it's possible to even try and maintain a sense of balance in our lives. As you grow older and more involved in what life has to offer, you soon learn that procrastination isn't necessarily a bad thing. It becomes a tool when used properly that helps you deal with life's requirements. Crossing something off the list provides a sense of self-accomplishment that strengthens you to tackle the next task. While you are always adding and deleting from your list, by keeping one, you always know that which has to get done is getting done, while that which needs to get done is only a line away on the list. You know, between my work life and my home life and the program, I, sometimes I just don't want to make decisions anymore. And it seems like I have to say yes a lot, but then there are times when I have to say no, and then I question is it okay to say no? Every day, we are bombarded with opportunities where we have to make a decision to say yes or no. Invitations, work events, life requirements, and all the things that come our way require us to attempt to balance our lives in ways that keep everyone happy and us sane and healthy. However, are we always making the right decisions? I think that the answer to that question comes at the point that we are making the consideration of the yes or no answer and what we are using to justify our decision. When you're presented with the question that requires an answer, how are you evaluating which answer you're going to give? Whether or not the answer is a healthy one lies in the reasoning that you are using to determine what your answer is going to be. If the answer is yes only because you don't have the ability to say no to the other person, then the reasoning is suspect. If the answer is yes because you've evaluated the effect saying yes is going to have on your other responsibilities and your own desires, then I would venture to say that it's likely a healthy answer. The more we say yes simply because we can't find it within ourselves to say no to the person or task because of how they're going to feel, the less true we are to our own needs. I've talked before about the fact that there are only 1,440 minutes in a day. And as we try and juggle all that life is requiring from us, the more unhealthy our yeses are, the less time we have for that life balance that we all try to maintain. Ultimately, that means that it's really okay to say no. Others' reactions to our no answer should not be the sole determination that we use in our decision-making regarding how we are going to respond. Yes, we need to be considerate of others' feelings. However, I would say that it is most likely that we all know those who will always expect the yes answer from us, no matter what our own life needs may be. So, my answer to the question that I posed in the title of this message is, Yes, it's okay to say no. No. And when the proper rationale is used and we have balanced our own personal needs, then no is perfectly acceptable and sometimes even absolutely necessary. Every day I'm grateful for the things that I have and I try to show gratitude for what I've been given. Last year I was a guest on a podcast, Share, Inspire, Repeat by AJ Mises. And in that podcast we were talking about gratitude and how showing gratitude is healthy for the brain. If you had an opportunity to listen to my interview... AJ told me about an interesting study that was done regarding gratitude and the physical effect it has on our brain. And I think that one of the most interesting things in the study was the determination that gratitude cannot be faked. For it to actually have an impact on our physiology, true gratitude has to exist. Well, that got me to thinking, what is it that drives many people to be so grateful for life's blessings that they're driven to show their gratitude in ways that help others that are less fortunate than themselves? Throughout the Bring Smiles to Seniors program, I've experienced the beauty of gratitude from a myriad of individuals. Giving is rarely driven by what one has, but rather by one's need and desire to show gratitude for what has been bestowed on them. Being rich doesn't mean that one gives more, and being poor doesn't mean that one gives less, for each finds their own way to express their gratitude for their own life blessings, and they all carry equal weight and value when it comes to the effect on the brain. One of the reasons that I feel the need to show gratitude in a multitude of ways is that I've been in a place where I've had nothing. There's nothing more humbling than going to your cupboard in the morning when you are hungry and finding nothing there to eat or no money in your pocket to be able to go and buy something. The last of the month's resources have been used and you just get through to the next payday until you can once again have the resources for sustenance. I've talked about this before, and I also show gratitude because my family did without to ensure that my brother and I could have. I show gratitude because there are people who believed in me and my cause is enough to be a part of the journey. People often fail to show gratitude because they believe that what they have to offer is inferior to what others may be able to give, and that's quite unfortunate. In showing gratitude, it's never about the quantity. It's about the heartfelt expression that is your own way of showing that you are truly grateful. Even those who have little have reason to be grateful, for in the end they could have nothing. At the end of the day, gratitude is a personal thing, and no one can make us feel or show gratitude. It has to come from within and be driven by the desire to first have a reason to be grateful, and second have the will to make that gratitude known. The mere fact that we are all here in this world living out our own purpose is at its core reason enough to show gratitude every day. As we start this uh, year out, we know that many things are going to come along our way that are going to keep us busy and running and not having much time for ourselves or much of anything else. And so this final message I titled, Me Time is Good Time, just to remember the importance of ourselves and taking care of ourselves so that we have the ability to take care of others. Do you ever have times in your life where you sit and think, and despite all you know, you still question and wonder what it's all about? I think this happens a lot right after a vacation. You have had time to decompress, let some of the stresses of life go, and come back with just a little more energy to face it all over again. Yet, when you return, all that you left is still there, but you just have a little more rejuvenation to try and rebalance, reprioritize, and make an attempt to get what you can to get done every day. I'm not sure if it's scientifically proven, although I suspect that it is, but post-vacation depression is likely very much a reality. You come off a period where it really does seem like you own your own life. You get to experience new things, see new places, try new food, and reconnect with friends whose relationships long needed nurturing. You fall out of routine and make the day whatever you want it to be. You escape from what is happening in the country, especially if you're traveling outside it, and have a few moments just to be. Then, suddenly it's all over and you're back to the routine and looking forward to the next. It is only natural that the high that you felt while being away leads to the temporary low you feel when it's all over. The thing that I try to focus on is that I had the opportunity to be able to spend the time in the first place, to be thankful for the means to be able to go, see, and explore and have that opportunity for me time that I often talk about. I'm thankful that I have friends that I'm able to travel with when school is in session and my spouse is unable to go Yet we have those times together when school is out to reconnect and enjoy our own time together. I try to find those moments where I can just look out from my balcony, either in a hotel or a ship, and just take in all that there is in front of me. The vastness of the ocean or the bustling of the city, all of it just waiting to provide you with another unexpected adventure. It is the people you meet like Mr. Keith, the man I met in Jamaica who had been carving for 34 years and hand-carved birds out of a single piece of wood. I bought these when I was in Jamaica, and every time I look at them, I will think of him and Jamaica and smile, and that in itself will bring me to a happy place in those times when I need an escape the most. Our lives are full and complicated, and there seems to be more coming at us every day. Unfortunately, there are those that never stop and take the much-needed break that will benefit both they and their families. At the end of our lives, I don't think it's likely that we'll look back and say that we wish we worked more and played less. Often, it's too late when we come to the realization that we should have slowed down and taken in just a little more of what life has to offer. It doesn't have to be grand exotic vacations. Sometimes the escape is just right outside our back door. If you've been feeling a little overwhelmed after the holidays and you think that you just need a break from it all, make sure you take that break. Temporary post-vacation depression is worth dealing with when the alternative is mental and health-related issues that come from not ensuring that we are giving our bodies and minds the break that they so often need. No one can take care of us as well as we can take care of ourselves, and we deserve the opportunity to live the rich and full life that we were meant to have. And there you have it, our first episode of Mornings with Ron for 2020. I'm so glad to have you back with me. I'm happy to be sharing these messages with you again. I hope that your year is starting off with a bang and that you're happy and healthy and looking forward to making the most out of what the next 12 months is going to bring us. So with that, I always remind you at the end of the podcast to be the reason that someone smiles and thank you for being the reason that I smiled this past year and look forward to smiling again in 2020.